awesome. Hey. Hi. I think tonight's going to be awesome. It always tends to be when we have someone else. We're going to be talking about turning testimonies, and I think I want to get to the meat, so let's just get there. I'm going to turn it over to Michelle so she can just bring in our guest. Oh, man. Candon, Candon, Candon. There is so much to say about our friend Candon. So, yeah, we're going to leave all the explanations for everything I'm about to say for the meat of the episode. But our friend Candon, she's an incredibly talented sister in Christ. Her spoken word glorifies the Lord, but it'll also just expose how you've felt at your deepest level. She's a poet. She's an author. She's an entrepreneur. She's the founder and CEO of Beautiful Minds Entertainment the host of Sunday Social, and Live with Candon. She co-hosts The Conversation on the Passion for Christ Movement's YouTube channel. She's the author of Heartache on a Silver Platter and The Girl with the Pen. And she's currently crowdfunding for the BME, which is Beautiful Minds Entertainment, tech initiative that's aiming to make performers and artists accessible worldwide. So with all that going on, somehow we get to see her Sunday mornings at church. So we want to say, <laughs> welcome, Candon. <laughs> Thank you. It's such an honor to be on here with you guys. You guys are also just doing so many amazing things and all that stuff is just because of the grace of God anyways. And, <laughs> you know, we've been friends on Facebook, Instagram for a long time. And so one of the things that we've noticed is you love to bring up topics that a lot of Christians might shy away from, not know how to talk about, but you state God's truths about those things plainly and you love to stir up conversation somehow on on your threads, you know, those conversations tend to stay grounded in the word, respectful, even when people disagree. So what are your faith roots and how have they impacted what kind of conversations you tend to choose to start? You know what? I actually love having conversations. It's, it's a unique exchange. You can literally have conversations with people in different countries and different states at the same time. Now, there are some cons to that, <laughs> but thank God there are a lot of pros as well. You're able to connect with all kinds of people with so many different ideologies and perspectives, and you're able to reach folks that you would not have been able to reach 40, 50 years ago, especially coming from my background where I was raised in a Kojic church. You have a specific setting, which you are in pretty much all the time. And thank God for my mom who kept me in the house of the Lord. I saw worship from an early age. I saw ministry from an early age. I saw evangelism from an early age. But with that comes a kind of sheltering that you may not experience had that not been the case, had that not been your roots. So it's so great to be able to go out and be with the people because that's what Jesus did. He went and was outside with the people. He was talking to all kinds of people, even people that folks were like, why are you talking to her? Like, why are you entertaining her? Right. Like, she don't even belong here. You know, no one understood. You know, he was still having conversations. Sometimes you have to be able to listen just as much as you can talk truth. Right. Because if you can't listen to a person express themselves, hear about their experience and their thought process and where they are emotionally, then you won't be able to get the truth to them where they are. And so I love having these faith-based conversations. And a lot of people are already Christians, a lot of people, but there are some people who are listening and looking who want to be a part of the conversation. And we have all different types of topics. And it's just a great time to really receive and to really give truth back. You have to be a little bit more willing to engage. And I love that about Jesus. And I try to do that as much as possible to engage so that everyone can win. 
And so there's no secrecy and like people could be doing stuff, feel like totally alone. But if you would have just had a conversation, they may be like, oh, no, like you struggle with this, too. That's cool. And you and you still cool. You still riding. <laughs> right, like right. we need more opportunities where we can really see eye to eye with each other so that someone can see like, oh, well, I'm struggling with this. But that doesn't have to mean I'm a bad. It just means I'm human. It just means there could be I could live a better life. And so th- that's why I do it. Yeah, I like I like that. Spurgeon. If you don't know his story, you know, if you just read what what he writes, you'd be like, wow. Right. And then if you just saw him on the street popping that cigar, (laughs) you know, people would be like, who is that? And then when they associated at first, there was actually controversy over that. But at the end of the day, he knew the word of God, you know, and he knew the grace that God gave. He knew the love that God had for him. Um, And so Mm -hmm. it's really cool what you're saying that, like, we go out. You know, and we meet people, we meet people where they're at mm-hmm. and we just listen. Jesus asked questions. I think it was like mm-hmm. 300 something questions. He only answered like two or something like that. That might be a little off in the numbers, <laughs> but it's close to that. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it's kind of, I like what you're saying. We get to go out and meet people. I get to travel all over the world. And, and if you don't have an ear to like, listen to the atmosphere, you're going to miss what's at the heart. Right. 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 Quick to listen, slow to speak. And I, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love what you're saying is like going out and meeting the people because that's what I experience when I go to your events for Beautiful Minds mm. and like Sunday yeah. Social. You cultivating these spaces where you don't have to be a believer, but you're going to feel the love of God when you're present. Yes. I love yes. those socials. And by that's the way. very intentional because I feel yeah. like so many people, if you're not like connected to a community and a body who has experienced the love of Christ, you're going to have minimal experience with things like worship, being held accountable, just seeing things from a biblical perspective. And everyone doesn't always give it to you in a way that's palpable. Like we get so much from engaging with each other, like community is huge. And I think that the Lord is very clear when he's like, you cannot do life by yourself. He had 12 people that he was regularly on a daily basis ministering to and walking through life with. So, you know, it's necessary that we have these exchanges. Yeah. I I think I forgot to even bring this up, but the single wife life, right, is the Instagram yeah. account. And I feel yes, like that, shout out to all the single wives out there. Right. <laughs> Can you go into that more for people? Because I think that is the perfect example of taking a testimony and turning it into a full blown community ministry for a group of people that might have felt isolated, like you said. And, and I want to sure, I just want to sure. throw in something there because this was a really good question that I pulled off of of your page. Cute ain't going to get you very far. You better have some resilience followed by a glass of know exactly who you are. Happy Saturday. (laughs) I I just want to throw that out there. I want people to know the atmosphere here that we're talking about. I mean, and sometimes I'm just, I am literally in such a silly and joyous mood. And, but people, because they know me, I can jest and be crazy. With that particular community, myself and Candice, who is my co-leader of that, is we wanted to just bring an awareness to the fact that singleness does not always have to be this sad, you're missing out type of thing. And a lot of the stories we were hearing in the faith were painting it that way. Like there's marriage and there's singleness and singleness is just like everyone's waiting to get married. And marriage is such a beautiful, sacred thing that I believe the Lord uses to show his love for the church in. So I personally love the concept of marriage, love that it houses family. 
and that it contributes endlessly to community. But there are so many people nowadays who are single and getting older and still single and encouraged so much to get married. It's like we just automatically assume that you are trying to get. But the thing the thing that makes it kind of interesting, the men are not being necessarily pressured to get married. Sometimes they are, but they're less likely to be pressured. Really weird because they're usually the ones who are going out and finding the wife. So we, I just saw all of this kind of going on in my environment. And I was like, you know what? We need to have more positive. And so you can be preparing for marriage and empowered in that, but still love your singleness, cherish your singleness and be developed in your singleness without being discontent. We're, we're grateful enough that people kind of see the vision and they're kind of like latching on. And we have some followers on Instagram. And we have a private Facebook group and we have a public one as well. And so build community around relatable stories so that people won't think that they're going through the issue alone because that's when the enemy attack. He's like, oh, I can destroy your mind. I can tell you you're not worthy because you're not married or you're like everyone else is, but you're not. And that's when he starts to, you know, plant those seeds. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool how you have gone on the attack. I love the idea that I'm a bride. I know that that might sound really weird coming from the dude in the room, but it's like, (laughs) I I think, but you know what, Cannon, here's my hats off. I I know failure. You know what I'm saying? I know failure Mm. in relationship and I know now what it takes and man clapping right here, right now, because you know what it takes. Christ Mm -hmm. has got to be your center. And if, if you can't bring someone into that center with you that has that same mind, how would it ever right. work? When I listen right. to yourself, I actually do look at it. I'd never comment because I'm not the single person in the room, <laughs> but I look at all of your content because really it's interesting. And, and I like to see people who are, are on fire for Christ and really living that walk and saying, you know what? I'm not settling. I'm going to keep right. moving forward and I'm going to keep pressing. Right. I love seeing it be something because you said like that's when the devil attacks and you've brought all these things that I think people always have those little moments, those inklings with the Lord where he reveals something and they're like, oh, yeah, I'll put that in my little note section and move on. Think because it's Uh like something that's grieving the spirit, but you don't it's not really your priority saying, "Okay, as a single woman, I'm still married to the Lord. As a single woman, I actually have this unique ability to move forward without any kind of permission except from the Lord and just do ministry. You might hear that prompting, but then the world comes in, your everyday comes in. And so you kind of leave it to the side. And it's like being single ends up being just that waiting station, that holding station where it's like, I'm in limbo until because, you know, Instagram and Pinterest say so. Right. Whereas you've really encouraged and empowered people and challenged them to look at what the Bible actually says. Because in 1 Corinthians 7, Paul says, you're kind of blessed if you're single. It's great to be married, but if you're not, you have your own unique ability and path to move forward. So I definitely wanted to bring up that ministry. (laughs) Take something people might be like, oh, is this really compatible with Christianity? Like being an artist, like, And you make it. So it's like, well, hey, come over here if you're a Christian artist and I'll hook you up with opportunity. It's so, so rich being a Christian because you literally can take every aspect of your life and plug it into that foundation. And people don't always see it that way. Even the fact that Christ chose the church as a place to place his affection and his love and then chose to create marriage as like this sacred place where you can sharpen each other, you can have companionship because it's not good to be alone. And, and you can have all of these things. It speaks to how creative God is 
in general. He is the master creative. And so if anyone's going to take the credit for people being creative, it should be him, you know, and that's, that's the way I feel about it. And I, I love the fact that this love story of him going to the cross for us can be the basis by which we find our identity in wherever it is that we want to be and that we're gifted to be. Yeah, I like that. Genesis 127 says, so God created man in his own image. Um, and when I think of this, we all have a uniqueness, something that God has given us, but it's not us. All of these different talents are God's talents. If we're created in his image, this is what he has. So all he's doing is mm-hmm. laying out these talents onto different people and saying, how are you going to use this for me? It's just, right. how, that's where you run. And it's like, wow, what, how, how am I going to do what he's given me? And then put it, turn it to where it glorifies him. Even having the pantry podcast is like so crucial to people maintaining. It's blessing so many people when we decide to use those gifts that God gave us on behalf of his kingdom, you know, just like you guys are doing here. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. I know you both have workshops to help artists grow in their gifts, but also you help artists plug into opportunities to perform and present. What kind of experience have you had helping them along? So I'm really, really grateful to know so many talented artists, ridiculously talented That's the reason, one of the reasons why I decided to start Beautiful Minds Entertainment to give a voice to artists who were insanely talented, but just didn't have the exposure maybe to get the same opportunities as like a big name artist, because I just knew like you have, you're, you're just as talented. You just don't have the exposure. And it's also one of the reasons why I started doing Artistpreneur Academy, which is my consulting service to help with things like branding, website building, social media, and then just like basic business opportunities. Like, what are you using? Are you going to do YouTube? Are you going to do Patreon? How much are you going to charge? And so it's been great just being able to develop as an individual artist and then passing that information on to other artists who may need it, who are up and coming. They're so talented that we're able to come together, create a collective show, and there's power in those numbers. I'm blessed to be able to give to them, but I'm also super blessed to be able to receive the power of having a collective that people want to listen to. And I'm going to say this, those collectives, when they come together, are awesome. Um, (laughs) So spoken word, some would know and some wouldn't know, but Two things, your description of what spoken word is and maybe a few lines. Man, I'm telling you, when I first came to Greater Grace and I heard Candon does spoken word and I'm like, huh? And then, and then she <laughs> like, got what up. Like, right. all words spoken? Right, right, right. And then she got up and did one. And I'm telling you, I was hooked. I think I was at the next show. I was like, you this are, is yeah. so awesome. Sure. Um, so what spoken word essentially is, and people have different names for it. Some call it spoken word. Some call it poetry. My How I define each of those is poetry can be a thing that you write, perform, record. Um, and, the, and spoken word is more the performance based, of course, because you're usually going to say it in front of people or do it at an event. Someone is hearing a story such a beautiful way. So they like the story because it's fanciful. But they also are able to relate to the heart of the story because maybe they they have experienced something that you have experienced or they can feel it. They can taste it. They can hear it. They can smell it because of the way that you're describing it. It's like really, really plays on the imagination. So um, so there's a really rich, vast history. There's different types of poems. You know, I'll just say a couple of lines to this poem that I really, really like. And it's called God and King. I remember when they crucified him, 
just for being innocent in the very place they lacked, flogged and beaten blue and black. And I'm sure not even a breeze could comfort or an ocean could remove the blood spilled like my tears do when I don't understand my innocence by his stripes. Remember how they left him hanging, accused before Jews, the very people he had came for to offer living sacrifice. But I'm sure when they cried out, kill him and free Barabbas, they were doing what they thought was right. I was there in that very crowd. Because you see, we men like to think ourselves king, but king is not an easy thing to be. And I'm just praying every day he makes men masquerading as such more like him, starting with me. Hmm. See, that's fire. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we were just getting in a roll, by the way, coming to your shows. And then (laughs) Michelle got pregnant. (laughs) We're like, we're going to go. And then it was like. I no, think went, I think we went once, once when I was yeah. pregnant, and then I was like, "You guys, yeah, you guys came." But we're, 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 hey, we're coming. Kalia yeah. goes to bed at six thirty. <laughs> it's we're coming. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think she can, I love it. She can be a poetry baby when she gets a little yes. exactly. We just today let a friend of ours hear your spoken word at Rhetoric 2016, I believe, which we're going to add to the show notes just so people can hear one of your long form ones and how raw it is, both in emotion, but then in just truth that might be hard to stomach, right? When you're in the midst of all that hurt. But yet you're still declaring both. And I love that duality that you guys tend to use, but that I know you so well for. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. It's such a great thing because it can appeal to everyone. Like my grandmother, who was 90 before she died, loved it. And you have younger kids who also love it. It's like music. It transcends, you know, age and kind of culture. So it's great. Yeah. I know you've done it at our at our church as like a a sermon opener a few times, but then also at like the women's meetings. What's the creative process like when you're writing these things? You know, it's always different. Sometimes I write for other people, like there's been weddings that I've written for, and it's just like capturing the story. More often than not, it is me feeling a thing, seeing a thing, and being like, I want to explore this more from the depth of my mind. I want to really figure out every way in which this this can have meaning. And so I usually just sit down and um, I have my notes section in my phone is lit. <laughs> and uh, I just I just go from there. I might it might start off with that stanza that I read you guys or like two sentences. And then I might come back to it later and build upon it. And those are the most authentic and genuine ones. A lot of times these topics are the ones we struggle with the most as believers. Heartache or being a minority even or not understanding. Heartache on a silver platter, I was definitely talking to God. Had a whole conversation with him, like, yo, what is it? What is real? <laughs> and then, but other other poems is just me really seeing the beauty of the world or seeing the beauty of someone's story and just wanting to put that to paper, wanting to to connect with another person, you know? And what's really cool about what I see again, I mean, I mean, we could just sit here all day and say how cool you are. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh Humbly, of course. Humbly, it's of course. Yeah, Humbly, yeah. of course. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, when we we ask God to light our steps, you know, we because we want to yeah. be biblical about it. Um, yeah. I know that a lot of feelings, like you know, we write or I write, and we do things and devotions and stuff like that, and some of it starts from like the the atmosphere at the moment. 
whether that's yes. my inner atmosphere and outer. But I really want to make sure that I dial it in. It could be raw. It could be whatever it could be. And man, everything that you've ever written that I've heard, it's like, whoa, she went there. But like, look how she got God's right in the middle of all of it. In fact, he's yeah. over all of it. And, and so if anyone was to come back on it, it'd be like, well, you just come back on Christ. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. 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 And it's so, it's that's Shay. It's such a beautiful thing being in Christ because you won't have all of the answers. Like sometimes right. you won't know what to say to someone while you're trying to evangelize on the street because they may be like, when I was in church, the, I was the pastor's uh, daughter and he beat my mom. The thing is, when you're talking to people, they have so many different experiences. You will not always be able to know. Thank God for Holy Spirit because he will reveal to us what to say how to do it, how to approach it. He will give us wisdom through his word and through just us housing him and receiving him and allowing him to speak through us. But we're very much human beings. We think that we're right when sometimes we're wrong. You have to just approach these topics knowing that if Holy Spirit is in me, even if Candon is not all the way got it 100, Holy Spirit got it. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. And so that's how, that's why you go. You, you're bold. You're bold going because you know, like Holy Spirit got me. Jesus got me on the cross. I'm good. And you know what else? You really have a humility enough to forgive your brother or your sister when they say something that's out of pocket. Everyone is just benefiting from a sharpening that comes from the exchange in this conversation and in this, this doing this life together. Yeah, that's awesome. You always drop truth. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, if anyone else said that, if I read these comments, <laughs> I would be like appalled, right? Oh my goodness. Because like, because you say something that's just, a, there was a blog that really, it'll let people realize like how valuable the stuff you put out there is. You wrote a blog. Uh, it was probably years ago at this point. I'm so tired of not having sex. And yeah. it was all about celibacy. There are so many people out there that feel that exact way. Mm -hmm. And yet they're honoring the Lord. And this is something to be celebrated. But there are struggles in that. And no one writes that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like Candon, bold Candon wrote that blog post. You got to be honest sometimes, Michelle. Like you got to be a hundred. The thing I love about Jesus and, and, and humans can't always handle this. So you have to know where to put it when you right. have to be insightful with, you have to have wisdom as to know like what's appropriate. Like I don't go to work and be like, <laughs> right. you know, but I can literally tell God exactly how I feel. And in that he can either affirm me or rebuke me. Amen. And I love that so much because it, the thing is people hide how they feel inside and they end up depressed, suicidal because they don't feel like there's a release. Jonah was like, I'm not going, Lord. You want me to go over here to these people because you want to be merciful to them, but they don't deserve your mercy. And the, and the Lord sat him down and he was like, did you cause this tree to grow? Oh, you got some shade. Did you cause it to grow or did, did I? Did I do it or did you do it? Because you seem to think that you know better than me. But I love the fact that Jonah could come boldly to God. And be like, okay, this is how I feel about this. Get checked right. and move on. Right. We have to be honest in order to get that from God. Sometimes we can't just go around pretending like everything's okay. Right, right, right. I hope Jonah recovered somewhere. In there. <laughs> I hope after <laughs> after the story, it was like, okay, God, I get you. <laughs> we good. We good. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe he did, though. I yeah, believe he no, did. Because I, I, I don't too. think God would have used him in that way or even told us the story if he hadn't 
had had plans for Jonah beyond that, you know? He always has a purpose, and that purpose is to build us and to bring us along and to grow us and to bring other people along. Yes. I like when we are honest. Actually, and this is why this is kind of why the country is in crisis, because I feel like everyone is now being honest with one another. Yeah, because it's just forced. (laughs) (laughs) It's just forced now, you know, it's just like, okay, with us out here now. And um, I feel like it is important to have a foundation of honesty and transparency before the Lord first. And then before people, because there are a lot of people now who may be considering leaving the faith. They're like, well, I tried the Christianity thing and I'm not really feeling it. And, you know, I'm just going to go over here to Islam or I'm just going to be an atheist or agnostic. A lot of that is because they have either hurt or they didn't feel like in the environment they were in that they could be honest because it caused problems, issues, conflict. But conflict usually is a thing that comes before resolution. Sometimes you can't sit in the conflict long enough for it to, you literally have to try to move forward into the resolution. A lot of people whose hearts are wanting God, they can't get there because they're not being honest with themselves and they're not being honest with other people. If we can see how sometimes our hearts need something and we can say that to the Lord and still Still take his word for what it is. Ask, seek, knock. Just because I didn't give it to you today, because the scriptures before that say, be persistent. The friend came in the middle of the night and he wasn't going to open the door. But because you kept knocking like I need this and because you had the motive of your heart was well, the friend came and opened the door in the middle of the night. But you had no business there in in the middle of the night just because something didn't happen the way you wanted it to. When you wanted it to, how you thought it should does not mean that you stop seeking him, you stop asking, you stop knocking, that you don't bring it up anymore, that you hide it. And so I'm exactly the opposite of that. It's all going to come out <laughs> of the Lord <laughs> so that we can have a real discussion and people can really break the bonds that hold them and chain them to this false, you know, God, everything's going to be perfect when you get saved thing, because a lot of times it isn't, you know, and sometimes you still have to trust the Lord anyway. You still think that you, he's still not a liar. He's still going to bring you through it. Right. He still loves you, you know? And so that's the thing that I want us to just understand all the more. If we could really just master not hiding, just like they did in the Garden of Eden when right. the Lord was looking for them, despite their sin, then I feel like we could really get to a place where the Lord is everything and we won't even need a lot of this other stuff we think we do. One hundred yes. what you just said Amen. i love to sit down and talk real with people um sometimes my feelings they're not i might have a feeling and it's wrong or right or indifferent but it's a feeling and, and it needs to be addressed and that's what we're seeing now i hope that churches start to at least have groups where people can come together this is a this is actually a dream of mine right now that i'm pursuing a mm-hmm. space where we can come together as leaders and congregation and people and friends, body, children, Christ have these painful conversations because people are hurting and we need to address it. Man, you know, I was reading Matthew 24 and this hit me today. People saying that they want to, sorry, but people saying that Mm. they want to walk away from the church. Mm. That's powerful. That's that, that, that means something that hurts. And that means that we need to do something. I want people to know that the the person that we're sitting with today, Candon, just has a heart for God. I'm I'm very encouraged by being sharpened 
in the faith. I'm very encouraged by brotherhood and sisterhood. Shout out to Greater Grace Christian Fellowship. Just um, having the ability to fellowship with so many people who are different in ethnicity, in culture, in routine, in personality. Um, But it's literally a privilege. And sometimes that takes you being willing to be offended and being willing to be uncomfortable in order for you to get to a higher place, a more fulfilled community setting, because we all need to be amongst each other. The Lord is not far, you know, from our feelings. He just wants us to always have, like you guys said, that foundation of faith to guide our feelings. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna wrap it up with this verse from James 3:17. It says, "But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere." And I think that wraps up a lot of yeah. what we've just said yeah. about the art of community and and, and talking. Right. Amen. So, yeah. That's good. It was a pleasure sitting here with you, Candy. It was. And it's Candon, not Camden. It's C-A-N-D-E-N. And you can search her and find her. Yeah, we'll definitely link to all her stuff. I appreciate you, boo. Tell them, tell them, tell them how to spell my name. As a Michelle that's often a Michael, a Mitchell, a Michelin, and even once a Mattel, (laughs) I understand. And no matter how many times you tell people it's sh- like shea butter, they still call you Shia. Amen. Oh, my God. So you know what? Lord. Follow Candon Webb on Facebook. Remember to follow us at The Pantry Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can always send us prayer requests, questions, comments, all that good stuff, and support us with merch at thepantrypodcast.com. So until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>